in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Topic. <laughs> Here from the uh, Top 10 Show, we're excited to get into uh, talking about your questions, your thoughts, your comments uh, from all you patrons at the $5 and above level, Matt. You know, they're great questions, they're great comments, we always have a blast talking about this stuff. I mean, I, there's never a week that goes by where I don't enjoy at least one or two questions from our uh, patrons uh, uh, when they send them in. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think by that we mean um, they're they're really good, like head scratchers, or you almost want to take a second to think about it to give a really good answer. It's like, oh, that's interesting. I've never thought of it like that. Or yeah. you know, uh, last week's with the action eras, uh, right? Type of, uh, so trying to find specifically um, week in week out. We never know what they are. People send them in. If you're a patron, you can head over to. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. We would love to have your support. And if you are a patron at the uh, $5 and above level, you can send in whatever you want us to talk about. So right. Right. there's a specific email address over there for you guys and uh, fire away. Yeah. Um, uh, and don't forget, if you uh, if you go to the $10 and above level, you get to watch our show live every other Thursday on the top 10 YouTube channel. Get to participate, send in your comments, get to be brought on screen, your comments to hear as we count down the show. So that's another perk. If you want to go jump up $5 extra to the $10 level, you get to be a part of that as well. Get to know the topic ahead of time and get to hear and watch the show ahead of time as well. Uh, all right, uh, Matt, where shall we start, brother? Uh, we are starting with Machine Gun, Chris Lang. Oh, 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 boy. What's his, What's he got to say this time? Uh, he says, what's up, guys? What's the most overused sports quote-unquote obscure fact and why is it that ryan fitzgerald went to harvard <laughs> limke making sure you all know that tom brady was drafted in the sixth round uh, <laughs> uh I, is it obscure that he went to harvard i feel like it can't be obscure if everybody fucking knows he went to harvard well the only thing that that has supplanted that yeah within the the you know, lexicon of who he is, is Fitzmagic. Right. Right. So after Fitzmagic, at this point, after Fitzmagic, but before there was a Fitzmagic, it was he went to Harvard, and that's what you knew about him. <laughs> so I don't know if that is necessarily obscure. Uh, what about this? Um, Go ahead. Well, he's asking for overused. Mm. Overused, not obscure. Overused. Well, he's saying the most overused, thereby quote unquote obscure fact. Oh. But if it's overused, it's no longer obscure. So it's yeah, like an point. obvious fact. Um, um, when I grew up in the eighties, it was the Jerry Rice training regimen. Oh, no one trained in the off season like Jerry Rice. Catching bricks, as a, yes, a bricklayer, and that's why his hands were so soft to catch bricks. Uh, they, yeah, yeah NBC Sports used to do. Or what was this? The NFL show they used to do at NBC Sports, and Ahmad Rashad 
they would do pieces on Jerry Rice's workout regimen every offseason. Like, what's his new wrinkle now? He's Oh, he's going up the hill sideways. Oh, you know, he's running for 20 miles a day. It's so funny. It's such a big deal out of it. Do you know this? Because it got around once the Cubs started playing really well, almost made the World Series with Sammy Sosa, but Moises Alou um, used to pee on his hands because he believed that the pee made it harder, them harder, like tougher. Yes, I remember. Okay. Because it was before we really got big, most people didn't know Alou. Yeah, true, true. Um, And I remember hearing that, but I was like, hey, man, whatever works. We're playing really (laughs) good baseball, so I don't care. When you get to adulthood, all that bullshit goes out the window and you just do whatever you can, man. You got to stay in the game. On some level, as fanciful as the notion is, uh, but if you believe it to be true, then it is true. Yeah. Because you create your own reality. So if you believe that peeing on your hands, mentally, if you buy into that, then technically that's that's true for you. Right, right. Uh, even if there's no science or physiological change, it doesn't really matter. Your mind believes it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that can make a difference sometimes. Um, let's see. Obscure. What was the other? Tom Brady's, uh, Tom Brady's workout regimen as well. He lives and breathes football. He doesn't drink one Coke. He never has a piece of chocolate. All he does is focus on football. That's supplanted the sixth round thing to me in my mind. Um, yeah, but it's not obscure. I mean, the regimen now, there's a bunch of you do it across. I mean, what about the uh, uh, Tour de France riders that sleep in hyperbaric chambers in the yeah, off season right? to to act like to get the the body to recuperate quicker? And now right. other athletes have taken that shit. Um, what was um, what was the other one? Uh, what was Warwick Dunn? His mom wasn't her. His mom killed. She was a police officer. They talked about that. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like his motivation to succeed and whatever. And they bring. Do you know that Steve Nash is R.J. Barrett's godfather? What? Yeah, from the Knicks. Holy shit. That's his godfather. Yep. He's been, he's known him his entire life. Holy shit. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think of whatever. Like other, but what's like genuinely obscure? I don't know. Man. But then it's somehow, yeah. Well, I think we've hit up upon a few that are, yeah, overused. Yeah. At one point, they were a nice little story. Right, right. Do you got any other good? Oh, did you know this? I was trying to think of the women's national team and soccer because you know it happens every four years, but they bring up the same facts every four years. You know, and I was just trying to think. Oh, yeah. about what what are the ones that they bring up with them? Um, I can't. No idea. I can't think of any man, but something like you know being discounted or whatever, or someone with physical maladies overcoming them to achieve the success they've achieved. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's stuff like that. Um, all right, should we move on to the next one? What yeah, good question. Thank you, Mister yeah. Lemke. We appreciate it, sir. Appreciate it, Lemke. Uh, all right, let's go to Paul Cree, our our man in Britain, Paul Cree. Right. Uh, He says, uh, hi, John and Matt. Hope you both are doing well. My question is about streaming services and the streaming wars. There are so many services now. Netflix, Amazon, Disney Plus, Hulu, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, Apple TV Plus, BritBox, Peacock, and I'm sure that I'm forgetting a bit more. You are. I'm predicting the average home will be able to have around three services per household. What do you think will be the three services that are top of the pile? And personally, what are the three most important services to you? My little caveat, Amazon Prime needs to be thought of as a streaming service 
that has the benefits of next day delivery and free Amazon Music. Not I get Prime for the delivery, so that's a sneaky way of saying I can have four services. Keen to hear your thoughts, your your friend Paul Cree. P.S. If you're interested in mine, uh, mine are Amazon Prime, excellent mix of quality shows and movies for both kids and adult, plus free music streaming and next day delivery. Overall, the best value streamer. Disney Plus, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. The library is immense. Plus, in the UK, we just got Star, and that has loads of the Hulu shows and Fox films. And Apple TV Plus surprised me at number three, but they made the two best shows I saw last year, The Morning Show and Ted Lasso. And for the cheap price that it is, it has to be three for me. Yes, Netflix didn't make it, I know. All right, Matt, uh, what are your answers to his questions? What do you think would be the three top services, and what are your three most important services to you, streaming-wise? Well, I mean, I use Prime and Netflix quite a bit, although I yep. like I like HBO Max. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I like Disney Plus. Um, I like I like I like there a lot of them are pretty much the same. Yeah, overall to me, I mean, Netflix. I understand why it slipped because it no longer has the catalog because all these other services are opening up. True, Good and point. they don't have access to those things anymore. So unless they create themselves, I mean, you know, Bezos is going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, they have diversified so much that Amazon can take the hit mm-hmm. if they're not number one overall. But I do like them for uh, documentary and nonfiction TV type stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazon is my favorite for that. There's tons of various documentaries and uh, there's a cool series called How to Get Ahead that I watched. Cool. Um, it's about three different um, uh Courts over time, uh, Richard II. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Cosmos, uh, Medici, and Florence, and wow. then uh, King, uh, or no, Henry VIII. No, it's not, that's not Henry VIII. It's, uh, I think it's King Louis. Okay. Uh, hold on, I can pull it up. Sun King? Yeah. 14. Okay. Louis Fourteenth, And just the first one I enjoyed quite a bit because yeah. uh, it's like, okay, what? Well, how do you get ahead? How do you do this? What happens here? Like all the different ways, the stratification of court life and whatnot. But it's right. just a nice little journey through history and it's palatable and you learn a couple things. But Amazon has a ton of stuff like that. Right, right. Um, that's primarily, I watch a few things. We watch The Expanse on Amazon. Do you have a top three? Yeah, I think I would have to um, put Disney Plus probably at the top now. Okay. Uh, because of all the Marvel shit that I'm watching for the channel and to review uh, the Star Wars content, the animation content, which I'm admittedly very weak on. So being able to watch these animated films that I haven't caught through the years, it's been a, there's been a number of them over there. I also think they're coming up with some very like with all, when these Star Wars shows start hitting, you know, we've got Bad Batch coming and mm-hmm. all of that. I think it's been great. But HBO Max has kind of slid into the top three for me now. It's pretty with, good. With their deal, too, about like they already had really good content, but with their deal where they're dropping these day and date movies like, you know, Kong or Godzilla versus Kong and uh, all the stuff that's coming up in the next few months, which I wonder if it's going to change now the theaters are going to be open, Matt. But certainly they said through 2021, this was going to be the deal. So that kind of puts it in a certain position for me. And then uh, I have to put Netflix there. I still. Uh, I look forward to watching stuff on Netflix. I just finished Queen's Gambit finally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start that samurai Japanese one uh, here in the next few days. Um, there, there's a, I still haven't watched Lupin like we mentioned the last time we spoke. And 
I got to start a couple. Yeah, of I started ones. their art heist one. Yes, last that's night's. the next one we're going to watch. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I like the first episode. Oh, cool. Try, we try and dance around, do one over here. Right. Um, Resident Alien with uh, Tudic. Oh, yeah. Is surprisingly good. Really? Is that, but that's on sci fi. Is that available on yeah. another streaming service or is it just? I can't remember. We, we're signed up for all yeah. kinds of different streaming services. I'll get it somewhere. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. It's part of a you know subfolder of links, and I just click that, <laughs> Bing, Bing, and I you know click over there. Uh, I don't really pay attention because it's not the same as all the anyway. It doesn't really matter. It's right. good, surprisingly. But he's I, awesome. I, oh, good. I, the trailer looked fantastic, so I'm I'm glad to I hear think, that you like it. Well, I think uh, so long as you don't put the heights on, it's not trying to go for some any big dramatic award. Oh, right. So it's supposed to be, you know, it's it's good television. And uh, I would replace a couple of the actors or at least change their characters. But mm. I also think some of the unknown individuals uh, peppered around him uh, really bring to life. Two in particular mm-hmm. are surprisingly interesting. There's a kid, two kid actors that are pretty good. Okay. Um, there's some over the top-ish from a few of them. That's why um, it gets a little cartoonish for me. But anyway. Yeah. Peacock is one that we've been watching every night now because she's into the law and order criminal intent. She's loving Brooklyn nine, nine. Mm. Um, and they added the WWE network now. So like WrestleMania, the that's all this weekend is going to be. Oh, it's not a PPV. It's not. It, it's no, it's well, it hasn't been a PPV in a long time because of the WWE network. Like you have the to streaming service. The yeah. Well, they folded WWE network into Peacock. Peacock bought the WWE network. So now you're paying what you pay for Peacock already, and you're getting the WWE Network. So um, that's been great. So uh, uh, you know, it's it's it's. I'm not rushing to watch Peacock stuff, but Peacock stuff is like um, the comfort food, I guess, of streaming services. I don't anticipate you know groundbreaking stuff. Although that John Wayne Gacy documentary is fucking excellent. That was that was good. But it's mostly a storage house for shit that's already been on the air. Yeah. Uh, so it's not quite um, uh, where it needs to be to be in the top three, in my opinion. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't even think it's close mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Unless you haven't seen a lot of what they got. Right. Or you're a massive WWE fan and you want to go watch it like 24-7. So. <sighs> yeah, but that's never going to – not for me, at least. I right. know it does for a bunch of other people. Um, let's see. What were – I don't. Amazon Prime is just an annoying, annoying streaming service because the navigation of it is so fucking clunky, and you've got to like figure out what's new, what isn't new, and it just takes forever. I know. With Netflix, it's laid out. With Disney, with Disney Plus, it's laid out. Even Apple TV Plus is laid out. So yeah, but I think the difference with someone like Disney is you already know all of Disney's catalog. You know what I mean? So the the ordering makes sense, whereas Amazon is so scattershot because they buy whatever kind of piques their interest and yeah, they yeah, get yeah. deals for. So it's all over the board. I think their recommendation algorithm takes over so you don't get to see a lot of different stuff because it's like, well, you watched one of this. Well, just because I watched that doesn't mean I need to see five examples of shittier versions. Good point. Yeah, and yeah. Amazon does that a lot. I know you got to weed through. Yeah. I don't like the sorting function for them or Netflix all that much, to be honest. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah, Netflix, Net, I mean, Netflix still says, 
new release and it's a yeah. show that came out a year and a half ago that that frustrates like dairy girls is still a new release that season's been the second season been out for months so for me it's is frustrating it, is it netflix or is it amazon where say you're scrolling through some tv show list yeah. and every season of that tv show if there's seven seasons gets its own card yeah you're like this doesn't yeah. fucking count like just give it to me in <laughs> one and then i can subdivide from there yeah i can't remember which of the two it is it does that but peacock it's on your scroll. Dude, Peacock is that way too. If you've started so watching dumb. Law and Order, you have to go all the way back out to your watch list, then go find it in your watch list, then click on it, then it shows you all the different seasons and the episodes. You should just be able to click a button that says episodes wherever you're at and yeah. go into those episodes and see the seasons. So yeah. Hey, well, drop down menu for season, drop down menu yeah. for episodes, done. Absolutely, man. I don't know why yeah. this is so fucking hard. Well, I think in that instance is to make it seem like they have more content. Mm. Um, just to you know, pad their their roster, so to speak, a little bit. Hulu's annoying because it has good content, but Hulu sometimes in the middle of a show will stop the show. For me, at least, it's happened now through Atlanta and through Breeders. Randomly during the season, through in the middle of one show, it'll just stop. Go to a commercial, and when you come back out, it has shot you out of the series into another series. And it isn't because there isn't new episodes or more episodes to watch. It's because it just randomly has done that. It happened with Atlanta. It would start episodes 20 minutes into Atlanta. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So you'd have to go all the way back out, start all over again. So still have kinks to work out in on the Hulu situation. I I hate on Amazon that they play a, a little trailer for another TV show at the end of every episode. Oh yeah. Regardless. And like, I don't give a fuck about this. I like Netflix of like, let's jump right in. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to watch a 15 second clip of a TV show. I'm never, and there's no way to turn that functionality off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but with Netflix, you can turn that off. There's a, there's yeah. a selection. So that's good. But with, yeah, with Amazon, you can't. No, you got to sit through some other, I don't care about this other show. <laughs> I don't. It's the 17th time you've shown me this. I, I, have you seen any engagement from me on this front? Stop. But yeah, there's no way to just turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least it's not uh, an ad, but how long until it's an ad, you know? Right. Good point. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, I think we answered that one. Do you feel, or do you have more yeah. to say on this one? Okay. No, I think we're good. Uh, Thank you, Paul. Our next one. Thank you, Paul. Definitely. Uh, it's from Archie bear. Hey, oh, Archie Bear. Says, hi, guys. There have been a number of directors who have made the jump from live action to animated movies such as Tim Burton, Gore Verbinski, and Charlie Kaufman. Who are some, some directors that you would like to see make an animated movie? I reckon a Chris Nolan animated movie would just be a wild experience that I would love to see happen. <laughs> Thanks for taking my question, and I hope it hasn't already been asked. No, no one has ever asked this. Yeah. It's a good, good question. What do, you, what do you got? Um... I go to David Ayer in my mind, or mm-hmm. Zach Snyder. Has Zach Snyder? I guess that Owls of Galuli or, or Rise of the Guardians. Yeah, it's animated. That's animated. So, yeah, I think David Ayer would be interesting, especially on the heels of like End of Watch and Fury. That's more hardcore movie, gravelly movie. So, I'd like to see what he could do. Joe Carnahan, and it would be an interesting animated uh, sure. uh, thing too, as well. So, I go t- more towards the more harder edged uh, directors or action directors uh, throughout. What about you? Uh, Denny, I would like to oh, see. Oh, fuck yeah. Great choice, dude. 
and uh, you know, slowly becoming persona non grata. But how good would a Mel Gibson animated movie be? Oh, it could be interesting. <laughs> it could be super interesting. Uh, okay, here's a medium you could do whatever you want with. There are no limitations. Go crazy. I think that would be a nice piece of madness. I think you're not wrong. Man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, through all time, like I, he came up last week, but Kubrick would have made a super interesting animated movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Kubrick. Sure. Yeah, it would have been like mind bending of what in the fuck is going on here. But what contemporary directors? I mean, the Cohen brothers. Yes. Right. Great call. They haven't done one. That's yeah. I would like to see that. Cause it could be something along the lines of, you know, Gore Verbinski's Rango where it's yeah. still for kids, but you're peppering in all the stuff where it's just as much for adults and great performances. Plus I love the way that Verbinski shot it where they, mm-hmm. they had the actors act out the scenes together and like, you know, make your own costumes type of thing, really get into the character. I saw it again, an hour of it again the other day, man. That that film is so it's, fucking good. It's man. really good. The, the behind the scenes, it's like 35 minutes. I, I've watched oh, really? it twice now, 40 oh. minutes. The making of, where they talk about, they sequestered themselves in a house up in the hills, all the yeah. animators and whatnot, and they just did character design and uh, storyboarded and all that for, ah, shit, I have seen it twice, but now I'm blanking on the, a, a year? Wow. 14 months they were there you know that was work they just show up to work right 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 wow Uh, but yeah so what other modern director would i want to see do an sophia coppola could be interesting because i mean those virgin suicide movies sure uh lost in translation somewhere there's some interesting films that she's done could be more like in the vein of uh, was it precipitous uh and oh sure it could have that kind of vibe to it. So she could be interesting for sure. Patty Jenkins would probably make a kick-ass, fun, animated film for sure. Um, what would Coogler do? What would Ryan Coogler do? For Ooh, Coogler is a good choice. Coogler would be fascinating. Yeah, he would. Um, gosh darn it. Like, who really jumps out? Who excites? Oh, by the way, I meant to say, when you brought it up earlier, talking about HBO Max, your review of Kong is uh, spot on. <laughs> oh, you watched my review? Spot oh, fucking on. Of course I did. Thank you, man. The siren song of it is exactly what I want, but your the f- fight scenes are really good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's the only reason I watch it. Why are you watching for the human characters? Who gives a shit? You watch it for the battles, man. I, I know, but can you give me one likable person that I believe is in this situation? That's a good point. That's a good just point. one. Because there's, I like to logically deconstruct it after a while. I was just tired. I didn't. Yeah, of I course. Mean, going of into course. it, I knew I wasn't going to do that. But there's like, I the, why is the character doing this? Who cares? Watch this thing blow up. There was a uh, um, I talked to a couple of the of of, um, of my patrons and they mentioned that there's all these stories coming out that there was like thirty to forty five minutes of the film cut out. I'll like get a- the fuck out of here. I don't need to see the Kong cut. <laughs> it's not going to make it better. Get the fuck out of here. They've they're over four in my book. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, but there's apparently way more with Lance Reddick, way more with Kyle yeah. Chandler. Uh, Kyle Chandler is an afterthought. So is Lance. Yeah. They're afterthoughts. They shouldn't even be in the movie. I, when Lance showed up, I'm like, 
Where the fuck would you show up for one scene? And then you're like, oh, of course. Kyle Chandler's in two. Yeah, Kyle Chandler. But a Kyle I get because Kyle's like, look, I'm going to collect a paycheck here, a nice paycheck. Fuck it. I show up for two days. They do the ridiculous thing again of calamity ensues, and they both, uh, him and his daughter, are walking through a crowd. It's the same thing that happened in the first one when uh, uh, Aaron Taylor, uh, whatever. Johnson, yeah. Yeah, showed up with the little kid, and they're walking through – 75,000 people and the little kid happens to find his parents just so it's a save the cat moment. And this is towards the end when I was like, we're doing this again. Like that's, that's not even the most preposterous thing, but I'm upset because at least you did newer like preposterous shit in this one to go back to the ridiculousness of that. And that's not even remotely the most offensive. It's a, it's fucking terrible. It is terrible. But the fight scenes are great. They're good. Everything else is terrible. You're right. You're right. It's a waste of Mecha Godzilla. It's an utter oh, waste. And and I found out today, which I didn't know, is apparently because they don't say this in the fucking movie, the guy who, anything. who's running Mecha Godzilla, that's supposed to be the son of Ken Watanabe's character from the previous film. Okay. But why does that need to even happen? Exactly. There's no they they could be an expository line that is said off screen as we're looking at it the first time. Yeah. Just to tell us why they need to do this. Yeah. But they yeah. don't. And it doesn't even make sense. It the, the, the thing was supposed to be dead for what three years? That looks like maggots picked that over. It has a pristine skull. Yeah. Pristine. But yet the what so the uh, your, the brain is still uh, okay. I don't even know what the fuck. We're just gonna gloss right over it. And they introduced Mecha Godzilla with ten minutes left, so you knew he's dead. You just yeah. knew. Oh yeah. So what's the point of introducing him as a quote unquote villain? Like, there's so many choices in this. And look, I love Damian Bashir, but he's no business being in this fucking movie, man. I was like, dude, no, this is terrible. Damian Bashir. How many times have you seen a tech guy do his own commercials? It doesn't happen. So seeing him do the commercial, and I was like, this is, you're not even doing it well. Like, and you're a fucking great actor. But seeing you do the commercial, you can tell, man. I'm like, this would, I wouldn't want to buy a fucking one ounce, one stock uh, in this guy's company. And it, I just thought it was like horrific what they did with him overall. So yeah. there's so many. We yeah. keep going and going Rebecca and going. All, I mean, Rebecca, God love her. Rebecca has to deliver some of the most ridiculous lines in the movie, but she was believable when she was doing it. Yeah. 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 Skarsgård is, Skarsgård. I don't understand his character no. at all. He's yes, meek no and mild. He's an action hero. He's, as far as we know, never flown anything, and he flies that thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, even, even Isaac Gonzalez. Everyone's doing these great fucking articles on Isaac Gonzalez, and she's not good in the movie, bro. No. Is that the daughter? Yeah, the daughter. She's it's, terrible. It's like... She's it's, terrible. It's Michelle Rodriguez level of acting. Yes. Like, this is not... There's nothing going on here. And the I'm, motivation doesn't make sense, like, on some level. Yeah. Uh, the introduction to her is nothing. You already know, like you know everything about her, and it's completely one dimensional. Yeah, she's yeah. Completely, immediately evil right off the bat. Like, one dimensional. We're, we're doing this really? So, and then, I, I say she's terrible. I don't fault her for that because the direction, no. the writing, everything right. around it is right. They, trust me, I'm doing this with every character. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Every single character. The IT I, guy who's uh, uh, the conspiracy theorist. Yeah. They go watch yeah. Widows. He's awesome in Widows. Oh, Brian Tyree Henry, me, yeah, the yeah. podcaster guy. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, he's awesome. Watch Atlanta. He's great in Atlanta. Diego. Yeah, yeah. Great actor. Yeah. Don't care for this this dude at all. Nope. nope. Um, the kid from Deadpool two, 
He's completely wasted. He's Billy wasted. Bobby Brown, wasted, totally. Wasted. It's all irrelevant. She's, she's turning unlikable for me yeah. in this movie. I'm not saying yeah. I won't watch something else she's in, but right, it's right. like, I, yeah, I don't like your character anymore. Yeah. Not that I was that fond of it anyway, but still. Right. And again, we're not saying, like, they're good actors or great yes. actors. Great. It's just that they're just totally wasted in the movie. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. And it still made good money. It, yeah, and it's a lot of people are saying it saved cinema that it might be influencing people to go back because it's, of how much money was in it. We'll a fucking crock of shit. <laughs> Cinema's gonna be fine. We'll see. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> people miss going to the movies and the experience. They do. They do, and they'll go back. But yes. but I also think they'll also start being more uh, at being as um, what can I say this as uh, judgmental as they were before about certain things, mm-hmm. uh, and they won't go to see other things. You know, exactly. We'll get back to the same complacent pricks we were before. Oh, absolutely, thousand percent. But it's gonna still be probably another two years to get back to that kind of mental normalcy. I think, yeah. you know, a vast majority. Everything's everybody's like back. Everything's I know, but now you got to get like, oh, is it okay to go back? Right, is it going right. to be weird? Are people right. going to be on edge right. because they've been secluded by themselves and gone Looney Tunes? Yeah, um, we're seeing more shootings. It being increasing because people are getting out about again. People are matting and the mad going to get mad. They're frustrated. We're seeing more people out and about. There's more road rage happening. You're seeing all. It's all. We're all slowly coming back to who the fuck we were from the from this experience piece by piece. And so no different than the movie theaters, I'm sure. I'm exactly. Sure. You yeah. can count on humanity to be assholes and terrible. Just give it time. It's just true. give it time. Just let us breathe. Sometimes it's the other side's moralistic uh, uh, choice. They think they're doing the right thing and they're not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So inevitably it's going to happen. That's why people want to run to a hollow earth. <laughs> like in the movie. Oh, gravity earth. is upside down and, I don't understand. I wish I was still but, seeing that girl I was seeing. Who believed people were in the mood just to see her reaction. What did you just trying to do in the theater? Is this legit? Is this look you, have your parents confirmed this? Is this what we should be expecting? I'll move. Let's go. That part I found interesting. <laughs> oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, I would have been happy to stay down there and then Godzilla meets him down there and they have to fight for supremacy of the hollow world. Yeah. That okay. would have been awesome. Holy That's a great. I, why do we need Mecca? Why do we need to see? Yes, people are shitty. Yes, a corporation would try and do this. Like, right. I, I get it. Right, right. But I'll watch Pacific Rim for that shit. Although you got to get to Mecha Godzilla. But what if, because you're setting it up, it's a tete a tete between the two of them. And then you just throw Mecha Godzilla in at the very end for no fucking reason other than you want them to like each other. It's just to give Kong a W because Kong was getting his yeah. ass kicked all through this movie. He's got to get his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other dude fires the same energy out of his body. <laughs> you're going to lose. I'm sorry. That's the apex right there. It's a cool axe and all, but it is a cool axe. You're going to lose, though. But guess what makes that axe cooler is when Godzilla fires it and it steals the energy because otherwise it's just a hunk of rock. Yeah, I did like uh, I did like Godzilla pulling a fucking Mel Gibson lethal weapon, too, and using a building. Popping it back. And fuck yeah. That was badass. Yes. I would love to have seen that in Hollow Earth. And they just like he did it on a mountaintop. Yeah. And just going well, at it. It's like they live between the two of them. And oh, they're just slugging it out. It's like the 25 minute. Fight. Yeah. Instead of another fucking cityscape. Yeah. You know, fight. How many of these have we seen now between yeah. Pacific Rim and the previous movies? 
Yeah, it's true. And, and true. others. Just like, and, let's yeah, move. Steel, and uh, superhero movies and Independence yeah. Days. And it's like, I've yeah. seen it. Give me something new. Um, all right. Well, you came for Topic Thunder and you got an impromptu Godzilla versus Kong review, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you get when you're a patron here of the top 10 or a follower, a uh, listener here of the top 10. Uh, all right. Let's get out of here, man. We're, over, we're almost 32 minutes. Thank you all so much for being patrons, uh, for supporting us, for being with us on this journey and staying with us on this journey. We appreciate you all so madly and we love doing these shows for you. Uh, and you can do, if you haven't signed up and you're watching it now uh, or listening to us now, just go to www.patreon.com slash the top 10, number 10, and go be involved in the, at the $5 above level. You get to send in questions at the $10 above level. You get to watch us live. And at the $50 level, you get to pick a topic and have your list read on the show. All great stuff for sure, Matt. Without a doubt, our thanks to everybody that supports us over there. Um, it means the world to us, and uh, it's been a tough year. And to have yeah. you guys just bring in the fun week in, week out with great questions that here, now joining us during the live shows and mm. submitting topics for Boss Hog, it it gives us something to look forward to uh, during the monotony of this boring, for thankfully for us, boring experience. Yeah. Um, Fingers crossed, nothing bad has happened to the two of us, our respective circles. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, we're some of the lucky ones. And I'm thankful for that and all of you out there. And uh, you can follow me at Matt Nost, and that's it for me this week. You can follow me at The Roka Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And we'll talk to you next time on another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Thunder.